in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win! Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown! It's the T.C. Martin Show. Play action, has some time, deep shot for Parker! to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Oh, my goodness, the legend just goes on. The doctor is now in. How you like me now? It's a football Friday. Glad to have you here. We are live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better place to be on the Las Vegas Strip or anywhere your home. The Cosmopolitan for great gaming, food, usually entertainment. That's coming back. Don't worry about it. And, of course, the fantastic, luxurious sports book here on the first floor downstairs at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. T.C. Martin Show, of course, streaming live. Our Friday home right here. And, of course, Monday through Thursday in studio. And... Breaking news, as we've been talking about all week. Next week, we go to two hours. So that's right, 2 to 4 p.m. starting on Monday. So you can follow the show at that point in time. Two hours. Brian Benowitz in the house here. Ballpark Frank. Double B, good to see you, my friend. And uh, you ready to stretch things out like a like a Philly or like a uh, a good uh, a good Colt that, uh, as we go two hours? As Frank made the analogy early in the week, uh, stretching out maybe from six furlongs to, to a mile. Yeah, mile, mile on oh. the 16th is yeah. perfect. It's a great angle to play. It's sports <laughs> speed usually uh, transfers at that point. Uh, I do like it. I like it. It's, a, it's the first week of the uh, uh, it's the week of the Breeders' Cup, yes. so we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, football will be in full swing. We'll be getting ready for the Pac-12 uh, in two weeks, and so uh, it, it's, it's a, a good time to do it, so I'm excited about it. And you know what I like is we're back in that 3 o'clock hour, which is uh, always a great hour. It's where originally started uh, takes us right up to four o'clock when all the games start and of course just the the great atmosphere here in the sports book at the cosmopolitan so 2 to 4 p.m starting on monday and then if you're out and about you come join us here next friday we got to change the sign I, in process. It's in process. Yeah. And this I know, is the last time you'll see this sign. I know you're excited because it only gives you one hour until Blue Ribbon opens so you can have your chicken wings <laughs> up there. They're the best that you'll ever find. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I think that was all a ploy. It was all a ploy. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Blue Ribbon, fantastic. The best best wings anywhere. Yes. I'm telling you. Yes. Let them cool, though, because yes. they're, they're temperature hot yes. when, when, you, when they first land. And, and what is is It's kind of like a little wasabi sauce. It's a little sauce. It's a little uh, uh, some sort of peppery sauce on it, but then it's got the uh, honey to dip in. That's to, right. To cool it off a little you bit. Can't it's delicious. Beat it. You can't beat it. Blue right. Ribbon. All the r- great restaurants here at the Cosmopolitan. It always comes back to food for us. Exactly. So, Ballpark Frank in the house. What's going on, my friend? Oh, you know, getting ready for another big weekend of uh, football action and a lot of other things going on here. So, uh, you know, every week I just cross my fingers and hope that all the games on the board actually get played so and that the players can be in there because we've got a couple uh, couple that aren't happening today. But, uh, you know, but this weekend looks like a, it's an interesting interesting slate of games. All right, we'll dive into all that. Our best bet segment comes up a little bit later on. We give you our three best college plays, our three best NFL games. Uh, go on the website, check all of the plays. They're all up, not only us, but our, our great handicappers as well, Scott Spritzer, Doc Sports, uh, Matthew Holt, our good friend Adam Joseph, our charitable partner, Opportunity Village, uh, helping uh, disadvantaged uh, adults with disabilities. So uh, everyone's been pretty much on fire. Everyone had a great week last week. Yeah, good week last um, week. Very good last week. We were all in the neighborhood of 5-1 and one and 4-2, and two, so that was fantastic. Before we start getting into football, I, as I was talking to Frank here, it, it reminded me that we have a 
and you're probably not aware of this, Brian, but we, we have an anniversary. Actually, Frank has an anniversary actually today, uh, day before Halloween, and I'm going to let Frank uh, talk about it. It's one of these things where I don't like to call it an anniversary, and sometimes I get, I, I get freaked out even talking about it, and I don't know how Frank can even do it. But uh, was it three years ago today, uh, we were working at our former station uh, together, doing our separate shows back-to-back, and my friend was on his way to the Golden Knights uh, game to go do the, the VGK pregame show, and uh, Frank was involved in a very serious car accident, and uh, it was very questionable whether Frank was going to be with us. And uh, so three years ago today, my friend. Yeah, I was actually uh, heading up to Parkway Tavern. Uh, that's where we were doing the road games at because yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights were on the road. And at Parkway Tavern, they serve Pepsi. Now, everybody knows that I drink Coke. I mean, that's what I do. It comes back to food and beverage. That's what I do. I'm I'm with you. I'm a Coca-Cola And and people always told me, you know, that Coke is going to kill you. Well, this day it did because on my way up there, I decided, you know, it's only a couple blocks up there, but we're going to be there a long time. So I pulled into the 7-Eleven or went to pull into the 7-Eleven on the way and uh, made a left-hand turn. I still swear that the light was green for me. The arrow was green. But apparently somebody else didn't think it was. Somebody came through the intersection and uh, T-boned me, snapped my neck. I don't remember too much. I remember kind of walking into the ambulance. And I remember our, uh, our program director was, was outside there. And they said, do you know, uh, you know, they, they mentioned the guy's name. And I said, yeah, that's my PD at work. And, that, and he called me on the phone. And he's like, Frank, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not sure. I think I had an accident. And uh, so they, he's like, oh, no, no, because they wouldn't let him come and see me. And I had broke my neck. I was in the back of the ambulance. They started pulling down the road. And I said, yeah, just a second, Mark. That was his name, Mark. And I was like, yeah, you guys are going the wrong way. I got a hockey game to do. And they go, no, no, we, we, we think you broke your neck. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I got a hockey game to do. Can we take care of this after? And they said, no, you're bleeding really bad. So I didn't think I was bleeding. So I reached my hand up to my forehead. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of blood there. It ended up that it took uh, 14 staples in my head to uh, close, the, close the wound. And... Got to the hospital, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't need, broke my neck, I broke my C2, and was told, uh, found out later that, that that's what they call the hangman's break, and that uh, when they hung people in the Old West, when that breaks, that's when you die, and so I probably should have died that day, but I didn't, and now three years ago today, and still have a lot of pain in the neck, and that, but I'm still kicking, so. And you got the pictures to prove it. I got a couple pictures here from my, I'll, I'll show these to Brian from my, the one year, uh, and of anniversary when I did my checkup. There's one, and then there's the one that I thought this could actually almost be an album cover. So <laughs> these these look like they'd be good Halloween costumes yeah. right there. So <laughs> so nobody can ever tell me I have a screw loose because there's a picture of the screw <laughs> in my neck that uh, proves that the, if that's not there, I'm a oh. walking talking bobblehead. But I don't know for how long because right. I'm not going to be around much. Uh, I will say I uh, remember that day <laughs> vividly because I, w- I was on the air actually. I think uh, you know when it happened, and. Uh, uh, glad that, uh, thankful that, that, that you made it through that. I remember it was a very trying time. Uh, the rehab- rehabilitation was was gruesome for you, and uh, you can't even tell. You're, you're back 100%, and he was he was back at work. He he comes in with a neck brace like a few weeks later and says, I'm ready to go back. Where they, get out of here. You're staying home. You're supposed to still be in the hospital. Frank's, Frank's a hockey guy. They usually don't like yeah. to miss one, maybe two shifts, and they're back out. There. Exactly. I, I actually left the Good hospital for pain. The, the morning after my surgery. I left the day after. I was supposed to be there for like three months or something. I'm like, no, no, I got to get out of here. So I just, yeah. and then like, I, like uh, TC said, I, Came back in about three weeks. Everybody told me that I should be out for at least three to six months. Like, no, no, I'll, I'll go stir crazy here. So, 
went back to work, and uh, maybe and in hindsight it wasn't the brightest thing I ever did, but you know what? And, and I've made a lot of questionable choices Did you life. get a chance to <laughs> actually enjoy the Coca-Cola in the back of the ambulance? Or did you ever get to the Coca-Cola? No, I never got it. See? There. Although our one friend Vinny from the old radio station, he snuck a Coke into me in the ICU, which wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, thank you very much, because they wouldn't let, they weren't let me have anything. All that I could have was ice cubes that I had to suck oh. on, because they didn't want me drinking anything, because they were afraid of the neck. Well, we're glad you're here, my friend. I'm glad you're 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 part of this show, and we're working back together again. So, uh, really appreciate you. Yeah, I, I think the best line there that happened when um, I found out that they were as they were putting the staples in my forehead, and it was a girl who'd never done it because I could tell the guy was telling her put it here and there. So I was kind of like her guinea pig, her first one. And they're like, oh, does that hurt? I'm like, I don't really care. Just get it over with. Let's get this thing done. And then they told me they had to put a screw in my neck. And I'm like, great. I have, I have stitches in my head. I have bolts in my neck. I'm Frankenstein's monster, but I'm stuck here in the ICU. <laughs> so, and then our, and our friend Brian here, you know, he had a little, little brush with that. Nothing like that, though. But, uh, you know, last year we're doing the show, and he, he, almost, he ended up in the hospital as well, too. We yeah. had a speaker fall on him. Yeah, TC tried to kill me. <laughs> I tried to kill him. TC, the last... Wasn't me. The was last it, was show, it you the last the show engineer? COVID. It was the engineer. Is, is that why numchucks no, here No, now? no, that was 100% <laughs> TC. He, he, pulled the, he pulled the speaker down on me and, uh, you know, had, had to go and make sure get concussion protocol. <laughs> Hence, we don't have the hanging speakers anymore. The speakers are gone. Thank yeah. goodness. That's so, a smart idea. So we were getting ready to do the show this year. I said, hey, Brian, you know, we, we, got, we got a new uh, set, system here, you know. We don't have to have those big speakers. He goes, great. Let's, let's, <laughs> I, you know, let, 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 let's just have the speaker over to the side. So, yeah. so when they say don't bite the hand that feeds you, you broke the hand that was feeding yeah. you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was. I, and, and, and here's the worst part about it is. So he's playing it off. Talk about a hockey guy here that, that he is. You don't want to miss a ship, TC. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, he's, he's playing through this. Next thing you know, we go to the first break, he's going, you know, my, my hand's kind of swollen up here a little bit. And he goes, head, hand, this and that. I go, are you okay? He's like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't think nothing of it. About three hours later, he sends me a picture of his all bandaged up. He's at the hospital. And here's the worst part. We come to do the show the next Friday. He's like, I got something to show you. He's got the surveillance footage he's showing me of Evan going down. He keeps replaying like in slow motion. Like, what the heck, dude? Yeah. It's all TC. It's all 100%. Me. Yeah. I just don't want to be blamed for your accident. I already got blamed for this one. Yeah. No, no, no. It, no, it, Chuck, you be cool over there. Okay? <laughs> Who knew it was such a dangerous thing in this radio? <laughs> exactly, right? All right. Glad to have you with us. So let's, let's get to some football, guys. Uh, Trevor Lawrence tested positive, the Clemson quarterback. Wow. This is arguably college football's biggest star. Heisman Trophy winner. The New York Jets have already got, I think, his uniform picked out. You know, unless he pulls like a power play like Peyton Manning or, or John Elway and says, hey, you know, I, I don't want to play for you. Uh, Maybe the fact that he thinks he's going to go to the Jets is why he said he's not 100% convinced that he's going to yeah. go pro next year. <laughs> but when you hear that college football's biggest star tests positive, and now I believe what, a 10 day quarantine? 10 days for the is, ACC, yeah. That started, what, Wednesday? So. Uh, he could what, miss the Notre big, Dame game. Big, yeah, big, yeah, they play Notre Dame, number four. Number one against number four next week. What does this mean for, for college football? Because when you have one of your superstars, I mean, we know this COVID thing is, is very serious. We understand that. But when it happens to eventual, the Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick, what does that mean? Well, he's not only the number one overall pick, he would have been the number one overall pick if he was eligible to come out last year. Mm -hmm. That's how good of a quarterback he is. Uh, he's got speed, he's got uh, great arm, he's got patience. He looks like the real deal for the next level. Uh, I'd be shocked if he stayed. Uh, I'd be shocked if he comes back now. 
You know, uh, he loves to play football. Uh, seems to be a great kid. Loves the college atmosphere. But uh, you know, uh, people when when it comes to playing in pro football, I mean, we had Jay Schrader on here last week. He was able to make it 11 years. You don't make it that long in that league, and and you need to be able to get in there and and, and get what you can. And uh, this guy has the potential to be one of the all-time greats if he can get there. Um, the risk is very high, and hopefully the kid is okay. That's number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have symptoms. It's not like it's an asymptomatic thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's pretty scary. And, uh, you know, Clemson will probably rally this week, but uh, I, I don't know if we'll see him next week. And that, that's going to be a difficult uh, task for them to play Notre Dame without their number one QB. Yeah, and Dabo Sweeney has already said that he doesn't expect him to come back next year. But like you said, will he even come back this year? I have a feeling that he might because he thinks they have a chance to win a championship. And I think that does mean a lot to him. But it depends on, you know, if, if he tests negative. Now, we don't know for sure that he's going to be negative in 10 days just because there's a 10-day quarantine. The other thing, I guess, if you're a Clemson fan, the good news is that it is in the ACC where it's 10 days because, remember, if it was in the Big Ten, for instance, Wisconsin, they've lost their starting quarterback and their third-string quarterback to COVID, and that's a 21-day suspension in the Big Ten. So think about that. Sweeney would not only have missed this week and the next the Notre Dame game, he would have missed the one after that, too, if it was a Big Ten player. So, you know, a lot of it does go with conference, and that's one of the things we talked about, that there's no continuity. But um, hopefully he's okay and we see him on the field again soon. But, yeah, I, I definitely don't think he's going to be back next year. I have a feeling he will come back this year because Clemson is so good. Yeah. It, it's getting tight now, especially in, in college football where you got leagues like the Big Ten and even the Pac-12 coming up because there's no room to place games later on. They've already established when their championship game is going to be. They've already maneuvered, what is there, 37 games or 38 games now that have been maneuvered further or changed, and uh, they're just not going to be able to play some of these games uh, because there's going to be nowhere to play them. You know, yeah, there's and, no and bye weeks. Yeah, Nebraska actually wanted to play another game when they found out that they couldn't play yeah, Wisconsin, and, right? and the Big Ten said, yeah. no, we are, you were not playing any out-of-conference games. If we don't have games, then that's it. They're just not going to happen. That's why I, I'm sure you guys saw this too, that the bowl uh, series has come out today. 37 bowl games there's going to be. And for the first time since we've seen all this stuff, there's no minimum game requirement. It doesn't matter what your record is. They can literally take anybody for any bowl game this year because nobody knows how many games teams are going to play. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, we know they're not playing this week. We know their quarterback's not going to be there the next couple. Do they still have something rampant? Do they miss two weeks of games? Do they miss three weeks? Because every one of their opponents on the horizon potentially could have bye weeks or off weeks. Well, and there was a couple more positives, right? So, yeah. so there was a couple more positives today in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's it, a hotbed right it's, now. It's, it's very difficult, and, and they may just shut it down. Right. I mean, if they can't play for two weeks, you know, they're, they're not going to be eligible to play in anything, and it's kind of messing everything up. I, I really I don't know what they do. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Wisconsin. Their game against Nebraska canceled. Not postponed. Canceled. Right, canceled. canceled. So they are not going to make this up. And then, you know, we get into this situation where, you know, the Big Ten just came back last week. So, like you said, they can't a- afford to lose games. You look at the ACC, they're basically seven games into it. A lot of their teams have, have played seven games or getting ready to play their seventh game this week. The SEC is right around five games. Big Ten won. Pac-12, none. They haven't got there yet. Uh, so I don't know. How can we have a fair evaluation of this season when it comes time to selecting the top four teams for the playoff? Yeah. I, don't, I don't see how we can do that because right now, remember, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Ohio State was penciled in, in in the top five or six, and they hadn't even played a game yet. Now they, you know, last week they go ahead and, and blast an undermanned opponent, you know, take take care of Nebraska rather handily. And now 
they're in the conversation with Alabama and Clemson, which I think it's still pre too premature. So how can we do this when we have this unlevel playing field? Yeah, and, and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have given themselves no room for error. Right. There are no bye weeks. Right. And so I don't know how they do it. I don't know how, how you, you – when you said canceled, they're just canceled. Right. And, and, Not postponed, yeah. And, uh, you know, this thing has exploded across the country. Obviously, we've been following the numbers over the last few days. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the number one player in college football gets it and uh, he's out, uh, it's 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 quite a, a thing for to see whether they should continue on. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Well, and, and when you talk about that too, about how can you do a fair thing? We know that in conference championship games and other things, sometimes a player might get injured or something like that. That you can't control. What if this injury at Clemson would have happened after they win their conference championship? They're getting ready for the game, and then he tests positive right before the bowl game. Yeah. That's a possibility. Every oh, team, absolutely. even every team that's in a bowl game, there's no guarantee that someone's not gonna. Test positive coming up to that bowl game. We just saw in the World Series. We saw it with Justin Turner. What would have happened? Mean, seventh inning. It's seventh <laughs> inning at the end of seven. Wait a minute. Go, I'm going out to take my position at third base at the eight. No, you're not. You're going back in. You're going back in. What would baseball have done if the Rays had won? So that's what we were talking I mean, about yesterday. What would they have done? They would have. They would have postponed game seven. Game at least four or five days. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, so Snell yeah. might have started game six and seven. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Which would have given the Rays a great shot. Oh wait, I forgot. Kevin Cash is managing them, so they had no shot. Yeah. yeah Cash Jeez. could have bowled them ahead of time in two consecutive games. Yeah, exactly. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't remind me. Don't remind me. Yeah, uh, We've been know, talking about that all week. Basketball had a good plan. Yeah. Hockey had a good plan. Yeah. Baseball did not, and they barely got right. there. Football obviously hasn't, doesn't really have a good plan. Trying to squeeze 16 games into a 17-week season uh, with, with this stuff running rampant. And, and college football is all over the map. I mean, it's all over the map, and you're leaving it to their conferences. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And the NFL basically said, you know, we don't care. We're, we're just basically yeah. pretending COVID doesn't exist or COVID's at halftime. And they said, we're marching on no matter what. Yeah, well. and, and college basketball has a game plan, it kind of seems. Coach K says that uh, it's kind of all over the place, but he does believe there's going to be March Madness. Seton Hall's coach said something that I can't say on the air because I don't know if the delay is going or not, but <laughs> right. um, he basically said it's a blank show, the whole thing leading into college basketball. Yeah. So they're also all over the place. Are there going to be out-of-conference games? How long is this season going to be? How's travel going to be? And then there was talk about maybe doing a bubble for the tournament well, how do you, a 68-team bubble? Yeah. I mean, that, that's also crazy. And plus, remember, that's one and done in college. So I don't know how you do that, but um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, and, and for everybody that thinks that this is just going to magically disappear in a couple of days or something like that, uh, and news for you, it doesn't look that way around the rest of the world. Especially like <laughs> when, when the biggest sports stars are affected with this, like Trevor Lawrence. And we get news today. Well, we got news the last couple of days about some college basketball tournaments are, are being canceled uh, and, and postponed. A lot of the, the November and the early December tournaments. And then today we get news. I know this is close to your heart. The Rose Parade canceled today. Well, that's good. You know? I'm not a parade guy. You're not a parade guy? Nope. nope. You can have that, all the parades you want. That's on your stomping grounds in Pasadena. I know. Come on. I've been there once. It, <laughs> rained. it was the only time it ever rained on, on January 1st I went to it. Well, and, and the news out here in Vegas is it's not a sports relation, but there's no fireworks on New Year's Eve, we know yeah. already. So, yeah. again, and, and, and I know some people are saying, why are they canceling this stuff so soon and that? Well, you got to think of all the time and effort that it takes to put all this stuff together. New Year's Eve seems a long way to wait to us. 
It's basically two months, guys. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of planning that goes into New Year's Eve and, and, and the shutdown of the strip and well, the things that they do to execute. And now it's uh, it's it's a matter of we're planning here. I mean, we've been planning New Year's for two months here. Right. So you know, trying to get where, ready. And where do you stand on that? Because obviously you guys always have a huge concert here. Yeah, we have you, no concert. Nothing. We yeah. have no concert. We're doing some marketing events. Right. We're, we're giving away a million dollars, yeah. which is, which oh, is fun, between tables and well, slots. Sign me up. Am I eligible? Yeah, you're not eligible. <laughs> yeah, you're, but it's uh, it's be a great it'll, 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 it'll be a lot of fun for for our guys. We're going to try to provide a, a a fun but safe environment for right. our people and our guests who come into the Cosmopolitan, yeah. like we've tried to do and, for the last you five guys months. Have, you guys have done a fantastic job, you know, with the social distancing and everything here as well too, and keeping the restaurants open for the most part as well too. You guys have done a a, a great job with that. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some college football games. We're going to highlight some NFL games and. Uh, a little bit later on, of course, our best bet segment coming as well, too. And we'll talk about one college game that we kind of referenced already, a massive line change for the obvious reason. But uh, we'll dive into that as well, too. It is the T.C. Martin Show. It is a football Friday at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Ballpark Frank, Brian Benowitz, T.C. Martin in the house on a football Friday. Around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Friday afternoon, live from the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, T.C. Martin Show. Of course, streaming live anytime, anywhere, tcmartinshow.com. Check out the latest interviews, the blogs, the best bets page. Go check that out. The party page, all the interviews are all up there as well, too. T.C. Martin Show. Dot com and our interview uh, with Chris Bosio yesterday talking about the World Series and the Tampa Bay Rays, Kevin Cash, the Blake Snell decision. Go check that out on the website again at tcmartinshow.com. Brian Benowitz, our gracious host here at the Cosmopolitan, our college football slash basketball slash hockey and uh, we did rule out croquet. Is no good for you. No, right? no, I'm That's not good. very good. I'll have to call Paul up here. He's my <laughs> Englishman. He knows. He knows everything about croquet. There but, you go. But yeah. also a slash really good guy. Really good yeah, guy. Really good. Exactly. Ballpark S- Frank. Self-appointed also. really good guy. Yeah, like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we'll start diving into some college games, some NFL games. We talked about Trevor Lawrence. The line on the Clemson-Boston college game. Remember last week, it was 46 when, when Clemson played Syracuse, and Clemson jumped out to that 17 nothing lead, and yeah. it looked like they were on their way. Then all of a sudden, you know, Syracuse had a pick six, and they came back, and, and they made it interesting, and, and you know, still Clemson in, in firm control. Uh, this week, they playing a BC team that's been pretty good. That line opens at 30. Now with the news about Trevor Lawrence, it jumps down to, to 24. Ooh. I'm not going to be involved in this game, but for, so for... For fans to know that just because Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, it wouldn't surprise me that Clemson still rolls in this game for two reasons. One is because the way they were so lethargic last week, and you're usually not going to get that from Clemson in back-to-back weeks, but their the, uh, Lawrence's replacement is a freshman quarterback, yeah. DJ uh, Ugalale. Superstar. He is a superstar. This yeah. guy's 250 pounds. Yeah. And then they have an, another guy who's behind him, who they said is like the fourth best quarterback coming out of that class. He's another freshman as well, too. I can't pronounce his name as well. Um, But anyway, um, this quarterback, if you get a chance to watch him, he's been in some Clemson games. He's played in five games. uh, He's done some mop-up duty. But uh, this guy could be the next guy that we're talking about next year. 
The only concern for me about Clemson, because I think they roll in this game, is how many other players have to go sit out due to contact tracing, uh, which they haven't really said, and yet you can't really find it anywhere who else is going to be out. Uh, Clemson is, is better at every position by far. The 30 points, I opened 32, and you said it was 30 when it was there. I think that they're better at every position, and I think they're still better at the quarterback position. This Boston College team is not a very good football team. They lost 40 to 14 a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, don't forget Clemson embarrassed Miami when everybody was talking of Miami. Right. And then they went in afterwards and followed it up with a 73-point output against Georgia Tech and still only won by, what, 26 points last week in mm-hmm. what they said was a struggle. So uh, they've got talent everywhere. Uh, 24 points sounds very short to me. Yeah, I, I just wonder if they're going to change their game plan at all. I, I know I heard some people saying today that they think that they might run the ball a little bit more and try to play a little bit more smash-mouth football so that they don't take this young kid and and force him into situations too early on you mentioned he's 250 i believe he's also like six foot five so, yeah, so he's a really big kid and uh you know so i am curious to see how they open it up for that the other thing that i really think you're going to see from clemson is when a star on offense goes down usually look for the defense to step it up even more Correct. i yeah. think they're really going to punish bc and uh try to give it to them I don't see them giving up very many points. And is it out of the realm of possibility that Clemson, regardless of who the quarterback is, could score this many? I don't know that they shut them out, but I don't think BC is going to have very many points in this game. Yeah, Travis Etienne. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're talking about running just uh, more, more Etienne? That's I mean, great if you're going to back I mean, Clemson. That, that guy is, is, an, is a touchdown waiting to happen every right. time they get him the ball, and he can catch mm-hmm. the ball real well, too. This, this, he's, a, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. All right, not a whole lot of marquee games on the college board uh, this week. Normally, we would be probably circling Michigan, Michigan State, but how how can you play Michigan State after what we saw last week? And really, it was kind of a carryover from last year, how dreadful they were. It's kind of amazing, Brian, how, how this program has fallen on hard times. And Michigan, I don't know about you, but last week, I didn't know what to make of Michigan. Again, I, I said, hey, I'm going to stay away from all of these Big Ten games, but I got tempted there at the end on Saturday night, and it took a shot with the Golden Gophers of yeah. Minnesota. And I, I, and, I, and I wanted to, 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 to kick myself in the head for getting involved with that because I thought, hey, this is an up-and-coming program. They were really good last year. They're going to keep this game close. Even on a teaser, I said, hey, this is going to be okay. And Michigan just destroyed this team. So, again, in Michigan with a lot of new personnel, they look fantastic. Yeah. Like, they look better last week at Minnesota than any time they did last year. Well, I will tell you this. It was uh, I was surprised Michigan looked as good as they did, and that game turned completely on that, that bad call on the fake punt right. on their own 30 in the first quarter, which which the game was rather close at the yeah. time. And P.J. Fleck, what are you doing? Yeah, he went a little crazy, and I know he's he an aggressive Kevin coach. Cash on us. He, went, he was a little aggressive. But uh, the quarterback played within their game, and they played within his skills, and that is uh, you know quickly making a decision to either run or quickly pass. The guy had... Uh, 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 really, they had some great offense, and uh, their defense was as good as, it, as advertised. So, uh, surprise me at the ease at which they beat the Golden Gophers. Uh, that's for sure. And then it did surprise me that Michigan State turned the ball over seven times in their first game in a loss to Rutgers. That was a, a really embarrassing effort for, I believe, the coach's first game. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, all I can say is if you are going to kick yourself in the head, I hope that you uh, videotape that because you're a lot more limber than I am. But um, when it comes to this, yeah, Michigan State is on a downward spiral right now. This is one of those games that usually you're going to hear one of those cliche lines like, oh, you can throw the records out and this and that when these two teams play. But Michigan State, they don't know who they are right now. Like you said, very sloppy with the ball. 
Michigan looked really good. I'm with you. I mean, against a Rutgers, I mean, against a team, I'm not really sure how good they are, but they looked very good out of the gate. We'll see how it is now. I would expect a better effort from Michigan State, and I would think that one thing that they've all been working on this week is holding on to the damn ball. Right. Yeah, I, I did not circle any Big Ten games. I'm going to give it another week to see. Uh, very intrigued. I don't think Minnesota's as bad as they looked. I think maybe right. uh, Michigan might be better. Maryland might be the worst team in the entire country. Uh, they got throttled by Northwestern. Right. Is Northwestern that good? Yeah. Purdue looked pretty good with all the players that they yeah. had out, and they were able to beat uh, Iowa. Uh, it's it's an intriguing league. Uh, Ohio State was close for a while, and then they just t- turned the switch, and they won right. by, I don't know, 40. Right. And then uh, the game of the week was the Indiana-Penn State game where uh, Penn State dominates on every statistical uh, category that you possibly could, and the kid makes an incredible play. I don't know if he got in or not. Who knows? It was awfully close. But... The athletic ability that he showed to even get close to that thing yeah. was unbelievable. It uh, wasn't enough to overturn, which don't know if he got in. I'm not going to say if he did or he right. didn't, but uh, they lose the game. And so Penn State, did they recover this week? Because they have to fast because now they got Ohio State. Let's look at that line. So it's 11.5 point spread. The game normally would be played in front of nearly 100,000 white-shirted people there at uh, Lunatics. You know, yeah, yeah. In Happy Valley. And uh, – Beaver Stadium, just unbelievable, and I really wanted to play Penn State in, in this game. And Penn State has covered the number; haven't won, you know, really beat Ohio State, but they've covered the number of like the last three or four games uh, times they've played. But this game, yeah, open 12, down to 11 and a half. I would like to see Penn State uh, keep this game close. I think they can keep this game close, but we still don't know enough. And is this the Ohio State juggernaut that we've seen the last couple years, or are they down a little bit? You mentioned 100% correct. The Big Ten is a perfect example because there aren't any fans. There aren't any fans in the Big Ten, so it's going to be very interesting. Are the bookmakers too quick to assign other homes so they get a few more points? I think so. And does it really matter? I mean, it's the same dimensions. I mean, maybe it's turf versus grass. I I don't put much credence into the Does it really matter? And and I took that as an angle this week in some other leagues because I think there's some short numbers uh, on the road, which I think that... uh, if it was in a normal basis, the, the, that it would be the right number. But I think maybe it should be, you know, maybe a touchdown more. And you mentioned all the fans wearing their white shirts, too. They actually have the whiteout when they play Ohio State when they yeah. come there to, uh, to Happy Valley. So because Penn State really looks forward to this game, they really love trying to make their season by beating Ohio State. Obviously, they always have bigger aspirations, but this is always a huge game for them. What scares me about Ohio State is they said before the season started that they didn't want to run the quarterback any more than they have to because they want to get him through the full season. Last week, he ran the ball quite a bit. Yeah. Now, some of those were checkoffs, and it's what the defense did. They kind of forced him into the run. I don't know that they want to keep on doing that because if uh, we talk about in Clemson how they have the quarterback drop-off, but maybe it's not that big. In Ohio State, most people think it is a huge drop-off from the first string to the second and third string quarterback. So I'm curious to see how they play that game, if they try to use the run a little bit more, if they try to get some passing a little bit more because they don't want Davis out there running the ball every time he gets it. And Penn State, you know, on a normal season, if they would have lost the game to a team like Indiana beforehand, you'd say, well, they were looking ahead to Ohio State next week. But you don't look ahead in the first week first of the game. season. So so I don't know how good Penn State is. If they weren't up for game one, 
then that's on them. But I am curious to see how it goes. But yeah, without those 100,000 people in the whiteout all going crazy, I think that's going to make it a lot easier for Ohio State. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game for them, but it's a lot easier because that environment has spooked them in the past. I agree 100%. Penn State does the whiteout, the outdoor whiteout, better than anybody. That's true. They're not quite the Winnipeg whiteout. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's the indoor whiteout. We always get a Jets reference. That's right. There. Go Jets, go. There yeah. you go. Um, but I, 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 without that support of the fans, you know, it makes it easy to communicate the audibles, yep. everything else, and uh, it really is going to impact some of these college games. And uh, remember, when, when things get away, if this game gets away from Ohio State, they only, what do they travel, 85 players? Yep. So they don't, they, don't, they don't go that deep. And so, uh, you know, it, it's almost impossible to keep scores down. So some of these road favorites might, you know, be up by 20 and just keep going. Right. Well, and, and, and even if you do go down and, and you get some, some reserves in there, Remember, the second and third string at Ohio State are probably starters for a lot of other teams yeah. in that conference and certainly in smaller conferences. Yeah, and, and what if Penn State's 0-2? I mean, why, why'd they bother? Right? Oh. I mean, now it's, now it's like, oh, goodness, now we right. look at maybe some bowl, if there are bowls then, yeah. who knows? Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, let's take a look at uh, some NFL stuff here, and we'll get to our best bets coming up in a little bit, so hang tight for that. But uh, probably the, the biggest game, or at least, uh, you know, from a – standpoint of conversation is the Rams and the Dolphins. And this yeah. is because it's Tua's debut for Miami. So Ryan Fitzpatrick loses his job unceremoniously uh, during the bye week. Fitzpatrick has been fantastic. Uh, they put 43 on the board against the Niners a couple weeks ago. They shut out the Jets 24 to nothing uh, last week. And then now they uh, go to Tua. Uh, obviously this is a a, a big blow for Fitzpatrick because he was playing great. He was the veteran, uh, and the Rams are coming in here. I have had this game circled. I do not believe that Tua is, is ready to play an NFL football game, especially against that staunch Rams defense with Aaron Donald, and then you know, you've know you got Jalen Ramsey. Uh, this, this could not go well. And well, here's what I question. If you are a Miami Dolphins player, how do you – get behind this guy who's a rookie because we know how veterans you know treat rookies and i know he's the multi-million dollar rookie he's the first round pick he's going to be your future but they actually enjoyed especially the offense enjoyed playing for ryan fitzpatrick he's a likable guy he's a veteran and he was a great part of the reason of their success this team went from a laughing stock to legitimately could be a playoff team and now you just pull the keys away from fitzpatrick you give it to Tua, and remember, the last time we saw Tua in a football game was 351 days ago against Ole Miss when he got injured, and we didn't know what his future was. Now you're going to throw him out there against the Rams defense? I'm telling you, know where I'm going with my best bets. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to throw play the devil's advocate on this game. <laughs> I, know, I know you do like this. Yep. Dabo Sweeney did the same thing a few years ago, bringing Trevor Lawrence in. Uh, and who was it, Bryant or somebody was the QB at the time yes. who had been there four yes. years. They bring and then in the, he transferred. They brought in the freshman, right. and, he, and he's never lost a regular season game since. Mm -hmm. Tua is a likable guy, as is Fitzpatrick. And nothing against Fitzpatrick and nothing against, I think it was Bryant. Was it Bryant? Yeah, it was Bryant. Yeah. So who went to, I think, Missouri and never, never really played Exactly. There. So, uh, but, memory, but, he, but he saw that this was an opportunity to, to, to better their football team. And I got to believe that's what the Dolphins have done. They've said, hey, we've got two weeks to get him ready. He's got to be playing exceptionally in practice. Uh, he's got to have maybe people behind him that are ready to go. And their defense is playing fantastic football. So I'm going to say opposite. 
Wow. The Rams have got to crisscross the country again. What is this, the third time they got to crisscross the country? Play Actually, it I think it's the fourth, actually. Yeah, and now yeah. they, they yeah. got a 10 yeah. o'clock yeah. start. Dolphins with two weeks off. Tua. I, I'm, I, I, was, I actually had three other games circled, and I circled this one and went, up. Oh, that other one's gone. I'm with you with the Dolphins. I like the way they're playing. But when you just flip the momentum like that, I'm telling you, we don't know Tua's ready to play football. People were outraged that Dabo Sweeney would get rid of their established college senior and quarterback. And a, college and NFL, for a, for totally, a different. I, totally different. I'm I just think. saying, in, in general, same, same principle. Right. Your established guy versus the guy that's, the, that's probably the future, they haven't lost a game regular season game since. Not to sound like I'm sitting on the fence, but I kind of agree with both of you in different, aspe- in, in different aspects of it. Because I do agree with you, I do question the timing of it because they yeah, have been playing have better to. and Fitzpatrick is right there. But I think the Dolphins are also smart enough to think, you know what? If Tua does go in there and he's not working out, Fitzpatrick is such a pro and he has such a command of the offense that we can still put him in if we need him here. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they think of it as like they're throwing a, away a chance on the season of the playoffs or something. They're just getting this kid ready and now they have a hundred percent confidence that they have a really quality quarterback. Mm. What's interesting to me also is the quarterback on the other side with the Rams because remember Goff just came out and said well after the Lakers and the, the Dodgers you know we want to be the third team and make it three championships. <laughs> he just kind of put a bullseye on their back yeah. in LA a little bit on his own. Now of course that's what you want people to say on that but uh, you know they're playing good. I don't know if they're playing Super Bowl winning good but right now all of a sudden everybody's going to be playing the Rams and going oh so you're really going to try to make it title town in Tinseltown? Well we have something to say about that so I'm curious to see how it plays out but uh, you know that's why they play the game. Yep. A couple of the games to get to real quick. Pittsburgh-Baltimore could be the game of the week on yes. Sunday. And the way the Steelers are playing undefeated, they went to Tennessee, took care of business. And then uh, when you look at Baltimore, they've had the bye week. But here we go. Lamar Jackson against the Steelers defense. You know, say what you want about Lamar Jackson. A lot of, you know, again, the MVP, that's debatable. He hasn't won a playoff game. But he didn't look good last time he played against the Steelers defense as well, too. How do you look at this game here? Because it's a, you know, it's it's basically a three-point game, three, three and a half uh, with the Ravens. They are at home. They're rested. But uh, you know, and I thought Pittsburgh would would fall apart last week. This is going to be a great defensive game. How do you handicap it? Yeah, I, I I don't know how you can go against the Steelers. The Steelers' defense is playing exceptional football. Um, maybe it's the bye week, uh, the explosiveness. Maybe if they can get to a lead, Baltimore, and play with the lead. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went against the Steelers. I took the Browns. Boy, was that a laugher. Boy, that a bad pick. Uh, and uh, and Matt told me it was a bad pick immediately <laughs> after I made it. So uh, I, I, I've been on the Steelers last week. I'm going to be on them again because, boy, their defense is, is, is phenomenal. They almost gave the game away last week to, to uh, Tennessee with an inexplicable turnover, I think, by Ben in the fourth quarter that got, got uh, uh, Tennessee back at it. I think they missed a late field goal to, to try to force overtime. But uh, I'm, I'm all over the Steelers here. Yeah, the Steelers have been playing very well, but I am curious to see how they play against this team because the Ravens are one of the elite teams in the league. And I'm uh, sure that Ronnie Stanley is going to have a smile on his face in this game just signing that five-year exactly. $98.75 million contract, so almost $20 million a year for him. Las Vegas is Ronnie Stanley. Yeah, the kid from you, Gorman. Yep. You know, we, we yep. talk sometimes about those big contracts and that, but um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm – I wouldn't touch this game because the Steelers are playing so well, but this is a big game. Baltimore has to win this game at home. All right, and the Raiders are in Cleveland making the trip, and the Raiders did not look good against uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last week. Cleveland, they seem to be an improving team, but what what do we expect this week? you got Baker Mayfield against Derek Carr. 
I like the running game for Cleveland, but there's no way in the world I can touch either side of this game. Yeah, it's a tough game. I actually had it circled. I, I'm, of course, going to be cheering for those Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the game got away from them last week. They were they were right in that game for you know uh, till the third quarter I'd say, and then the game got away from them and uh, you know the team kind of fell apart. So I think the Raiders will come back with a better effort here. Uh, Cleveland has has got some injuries to to, to overcome. Uh, Baker Mayfield they they know that the the recipe to beat him is to pressure him up the middle and uh, you know. It's going to be a tight game, I think, so uh, we'll see how it goes. And, of course, with Beckham Jr. being out for the season, that's a big loss for Cleveland. But, you know, it's funny, too, because the Raiders, their offense has actually been pretty good. Carr's one of the top quarterbacks in a lot of the ratings out there. Their defense has to step up. They've got to get pressure on Mayfield, like you said. If they do that, that's going to be a big thing. And it's interesting what a difference a week makes. Two weeks ago, we had Stephen A. Smith and other people saying that everybody on the Cleveland Browns should leave town because Baker Mayfield was garbage and he couldn't play football. Now, all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, the Cleveland Browns are on the rise. People remember what they saw last. I also wouldn't touch this game because I really don't know what's going to happen. All right. All right. When we come back, we got our best bets. We'll give you our three best college, three best NFL plays. It's T.C. Martin, Brian Benowitz, Ballpark Frank in the house, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Hey, this is Robert De Niro, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. It's good. All right, don't forget, two hours of the show as we expand on Monday, getting back to that familiar, that 3 o'clock hour. So we go 2 to 4 p.m., and wherever you are at, you can stream it live. We know we have a lot of great people from all over the country listening to the show. A lot of tourists here hanging out at the Cosmopolitan Sportsbook today. TCMartinShow.com, 2 to 4 p.m., Brian Benowitz, Ballpark Frank, Numchuck here, and uh, Spencer the Wiz back in the studio. Appreciate all you guys. All right, it is time for us to rock. It's time for us to roll. It's time for us to get the best bets right here, right now. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, Double B, you can be our leadoff hitter. Lead off hitter. Kick us off. How's that? I'm going to start start off early in the morning in the SEC. I'm going to take the Georgia Bulldogs laying 15 at Kentucky. Kentucky is a fraud of a football team. Uh, They have not had 300 total yards in the last three games against defenses like Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Missouri. If they didn't get the teams to turn the ball over 10 times, they wouldn't be be in those games. Last year, Georgia won a 21 to nothing ugly game. Late 25, this year only 15. Again, I don't really understand the points, but I think it should be 21 or 22. Take the dogs, lay the points. Hmm. Next game I have is Texas A&M laying 11 and a half, staying in the SEC over Arkansas. Last year they were a 23-point favorite. This year only 11. Again, don't really understand it when Arkansas has given up 259 and 242 yards on the ground the last two weeks. And A&M has completely shut everybody down, including Alabama, running the ball. So A&M off the bye week, laying a short number. I like it. Lay the 11 and a half. Lastly, we're going to jump into, and I know you have this game. I'm already going to say you have this game. Uh, We're going to jump into the Big 12 at night, and uh, I'm going to play Oklahoma. I'm going to lay two touchdowns against Texas Tech. Last year was a laugher, 55 to 16, 644 yards to 314 yards. It was 34 to 10 and a half. They lay 27. Why are they only laying 14? Don't understand it. Texas Tech can't stop anybody. Gave up 214 yards on the ground to Texas, 298 yards on the ground to K-State, 214 to Iowa State. Oklahoma showed last week that they could play offense and defense against TCU. This team is just as bad, only two touchdowns, Sooners. 
You know what? I am actually not in that game, but I will be involved in that game uh, tomorrow on a teaser. But you know me. I love OU. Yes. Uh, you know, laying two touchdowns, get that down to a touchdown, I'll go ahead and go for it. All right, ballpark, Frank, give us three college plays. All right, uh, my first one is going to be Coastal Carolina. They got it done for me last week. They're having a really good season this year against Georgia State, minus two and a half. I think that's a pretty small number. I think Coastal Carolina continues their winning way because they want to play in as big a bowl as they possibly can. Uh, Auburn, we talked about teams that started out slow and maybe were disappointing. They're playing LSU. I'm not sure. I understand LSU is at home, but there's not fans there. LSU also just came out today and said that their athletic program is going to be losing $80 million this year due to COVID. Orgeron and their basketball coach are taking pay cuts. So I'm going to take Auburn. Give me three points with the team that I think is going to win the game outright. I'll take that pretty much every time. And then North Carolina. This is a team that I think is playing fairly well. There are seven-point favorites on the road. Virginia historically is a decent team, but Carolina is having a pretty magical season right now. I think they plan to continue that. I think they can cover the touchdown, so I will take the Tar Heels over Virginia. And I do like Frank's place. There you go. Like All it. right, guys, I am going to go with a huge game here. Now, Brian, I know it's not your, not on your board for you know, Power Five. <laughs> is it, We're is it Temple? AAC Championship rematch, baby. The Cincinnati Bearcats oh. and the Memphis Tigers. Cincinnati has emerged as a legitimate playoff party crasher. Solid defense, 10th in the nation, only giving up 12 points per contest. Very good offense as well, too, and they are a very hungry team. Yes, this game is the game of the year for Cincinnati. They've had this thing circled, and you know how we like this, Brian? It's not a revenge game. It's a double revenge game because if you remember, they lost to Memphis twice last year. This game meant everything. The regular season finale, they got beat barely. Then they came back a week later, had to play for the AAC championship game. They barely lost that one. Yes, double revenge. Cincinnati has all the tools on both sides of the ball. Desmond Ritter has thrown for 723 yards. He's ran for 250. I'm taking the Bearcats laying a touchdown against Memphis. Staying in the same conference that I know you love. I love UCF, baby. They're going to they're going against Adam Joseph's uh, Houston Cougars this week. UCF is the best two-loss team in the country. Offense is averaging 647 yards. That's right, I said it. They're averaging 647. Quarterback Dylan Gabriel is fantastic. The last two games, he's thrown in each game 500 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Do you know only two other quarterbacks in the last 15 years have done that? Jared Goff and last year Joe Burrow. UCF plays fast. They have playmakers all over the field. UCF minus three. Oh, and by the way, Houston so erratic. Who is the worst penalized team? The most penalized team in college football? The Cougars. The Houston Cougars. There you go. And I'm going to go Louisville. I'm going to take Louisville plus three. I know Louisville was disgusting a few weeks ago. But remember, they came back, played Notre Dame really tough, lost 12-7. to And then last week, they obliterated Florida State 48-16. Virginia Tech is struggling with the loss of many players still with COVID. They got beat by Wake Forest last week. And here's your quarterback, Herndon Hooker. Forget it. I can't play a quarterback named a Herndon Hooker, especially when he had three interceptions last week. I like Louisville. All right. it, it's, it's weird that Virginia Tech is now just an offensive team yes. when they had that great defense for so many, so right. many years. So. And an awful defensive team right now. Yeah, it's, it's just bizarre. All right, NFL side, Brian Benowitz, what do you got? We touched on it already. I'm on the, the Miami Dolphins and ah, Tua. I see a side bet I'm coming. taking it. I'm taking it. There's a plus. There's I, I, As I took three uh, favorites in uh, college, I'm going three dogs in pro. I, I'm on the Steelers. A 6-0 and team getting points on the road. I, and it, it, we talked about already, is the, is the home versus road going to be that big of a difference? I don't think so. I think the Steelers are the better football team. 
Monday night's been good to me, TC. Mm -hmm. Monday night, take the dog. They're going to be right in this game. Go G-Men. They were tough last week. They blew it at the end. And the Buccaneers, they just, they, they're riding high right now. They're coming down. This, this might be a money line play. Can, can Daniel Jones make it the length of the field this time? Or is he, he can. Gonna, or is he going to fall down at the, at he the can. 15? You know, sometimes, the 10, the sometimes, sometimes those yard markers, they jump up and get you. You know, so <laughs> don't worry about that. What is that line on that Giants game? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay. There you go. All right. Ballpark Frank. All right. Well, you know, I hate doing this every week, but I have to because I know Aaron Rodgers said Minnesota's a good team. I don't know what he's looking at this year. <laughs> so one and five. I, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Packers minus seven, and once again, probably hope I lose the game because I can't stand the Packers. But they keep on giving them these lines, which I think are just C too coming low for from them. a man wearing his uh, Walter Payton Walter shirt. Payton, there you yeah. go. That's oh, solid sweetness. Halloween weekend. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Tennessee, I, I, I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee uh, has been playing well. If it wasn't for a missed field goal, they might have won a, a big game again next week. Them laying less than a touchdown, I know it's at Cincinnati. Cincinnati not playing very well as well, so minus 5.5, I will take the Titans. And then uh, in a game that I think is a pretty interesting game, Seattle, I think they bounced back from that uh, devastating loss to Arizona. San Fran, I think, is playing better, but I think this is a game that Seattle wants to get back on the right track. They're only laying a field goal, so I will take the Seattle Seahawks over the San Fran 49ers. All right. You know, we got people from all over the country, different jerseys that come and hang out with us on Friday afternoons at the Cosmopolitan. Anybody from Buffalo in the house? Go, go, Buffalo. That's what I'm saying. This is the game that has been circled in Buffalo in that locker room forever. This is their chance to beat the New England Patriots. They've lost seven in a row. They've lost 30 of the last 35 times they meet. They get them in Orchard Park, and you're telling me that the better team is only going to lay three and a half against Cam Newton, who has been downright pathetic. Buffalo's 5-2. and two. They're in control. They're the best team in the AFC East. New England's struggling mightily. I understand. Bill Belichick, when are they going to turn around? But Julian Edelman's banged up. The running game has been atrocious. I mean, New England is a shell of itself. I really feel that this is this is an upside-down year for the Patriots altogether, and this is Buffalo's year, at least in that division. Uh, the Bills have been waiting for this game. Uh, here we go. Buffalo laying three and a half against New England at home. And uh, the biggest line on the board? Kansas City Chiefs. 19 and a half against those lowly New York Jets. I don't care. I'm laying it. You, you love it. laying I'm, it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to lay it. because No problem laying it. It's the Jets. The, the last time Kansas City was at home, what happened? You remember? They got upset by your Las Vegas Raiders. Go Raiders. They're not going to get embarrassed twice at Arrowhead Stadium. And guess what? Le'Veon Bell is getting a crack at his former team. One of the reasons why he signed with the Chiefs, he says, I want to play against the Jets. So hopefully Andy Reid feeds him the ball, and you got Patrick Mahomes. Think about it. 19 and a half really isn't laying that much when you got a team that's averaging 12 points a game. Uh, forget about it. So I'm going to take Kansas City. And yes, Brian, I'm going with the Rams. I'm going against Tua. Uh, I've been waiting for this game. I don't think Tua's ready. 351 days since he last played in the game. And uh, that Rams defense, too tough. The Rams allowed three points to, to uh, Frank's Bears last week. They averaged two yards per carry rushing. They had three turnovers. I'm going to go with the Rams, and I, I'm a little leery about the morning game. I'm with you on that, but uh, more of a play against Tua and the Dolphins. Oh, by the way, Miami's running game 22nd uh, in the country. All right? And uh, I do have a third game somewhere, don't I? 
There, that was your third game. That was your third game. Oh, I gave you third. Yeah. Buffalo, yeah. Kansas City, and the Rams. I, 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 was, so, I was so fired up. You I'm were fired up. Ready to roll. I'm still going to say go, go, Buffalo. Well, you said when you said Buffalo was your first pick, you started thinking of those wings at the blue ribbon and that, so you, you, know, oh, you started yeah. immediately thinking of that. It got right. you off track because food was on your mind. Food. All right. Those are our best <laughs> bets. You can catch them on the website. It's at uh, tcmartinshow.com. And you can fade out the music, Spencer. There you go. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, yeah, so next week we uh, go to, to two hours, 2 to 4 p.m., so make sure that you uh, check us out on Monday. Uh, same great show, more great guests, just added time. Uh, and thanks for everyone for uh, the support and wanting the extra hour. And uh, we'll be doing it starting uh, Monday at 2 o'clock, and that means two hours here at the Cosmopolitan each and every Friday. A fantastic weekend set up for next week in uh, Breeders' Cup. Yes. The great thing about Breeders' Cup, there's so many great horses from all over the world in there, and there's great value. So you really only have to win a couple of races to 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 to, to make some money. And uh, it, it's great exotics. It should be a lot and of fun. And you'll have some winners for us next Friday. I'm right? going to have nothing but winners for you, ah, T.C. Martin. I love it. Oh, we got Avenue de France running tomorrow too, and Delmar, fifth race. Fifth race, third seven post. She's oh. a weird horse. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> She's a weird horse. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a couple Breeders' Cup winners for you as well because a couple of races will be over by the time we're on the air. That's good. You pass poster. <laughs> That's what you. Are. All right, I want to thank Noam Chuck okay, Mr. Three to five. for making it happen here. Our good friends here at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, we're back out of here next week. If you miss any part of the show, make sure you go to the website and check out our best bets. They're all up on the website. Go uh, check that out as well, too, at tcmartinshow.com. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and we will catch you Monday at 2.